This episode is sponsored by Fracht. Fracht means freight in German. Founded in 1955 in Basel, Switzerland as a freight forwarder, the company has grown and evolved to become a global logistics provider for many industries. Specifically for oil and gas, the company manages the complex movement of large industrial equipment used in our offshore production platforms, all the way to MRO, rope soap and dope, and chemicals. For more information, find them at www.frochtgroup.com. Welcome to ESG Energize, where we discuss the latest developments in the environmental, social, and governance arena that are impacting the energy industry today. Here is your host, Delfina Govia. This is Delfina Govia, the Chief Sustainability Officer for FRAC, a global logistics provider with an unflinching commitment to sustainability and ESG and where we are collaborating with our customers and our suppliers to deliver innovative, sustainable supply chain solutions. ESG Energize podcast. Today, we are privileged to be coming to you live from the Scottish Night to Remember, a wonderful event that is happening here at the Cannon. And to introduce us to this event, explain it to us, is none other than Mr. David Reed, the CTO from NOV and founder of Red M. David, welcome to ESG Energized. Yeah, thanks, great to be here. Tell us about this event tonight. Okay, so uh, Red, I'll talk about Red M first. Red M is a nonprofit made up of professionals who basically give of their own time. And so basically no one works for Red M, but we produce money uh, by running events to educate people about sex trafficking and also to give back to people who help survivors of sex trafficking. And so we run lots of different events and the goal is to get people's attention who are interested in a theme that might be very different to sex trafficking because people don't go to that. They don't want to learn about that particularly. It's kind of a yeah. scary thing. So we make fun events uh, in different forms and the idea is to bring people in, give them a bit of awareness about the subject, but also have a great time doing it and then giving money back to the organizations who do a great job helping the survivors of sex trafficking. Tremendous support yeah. for the organization that we've seen over the years. Okay, and so, what is this event uh, doing tonight? So we actually started with a Spanish night, uh, was the first thing we did. I was I, When I set up kind of volunteer engagement meetings, people are there and I say, everyone has something they do, something they love, something about themselves that is fun. And so just think of what that is and let's see what we can do with that. A lady came up the first time I said that and she said, well, I'm a flamenco dancer. And I said, whoa, me too, which I'm not, of course. I'd never met. Is that met. Mercy? Yes. You're talking about Mercy. You know Mercy. <laughs> so we had a good laugh and I said, well, what, what could we do with that? And she said, well, we, let's do a Spanish night to remember. So we did that. I remember and, it. And that, that was more of a, a show and event with a meal. And then at the first one, we met some people from the Scottish government and I said, well, why aren't you doing one? And they said, you're right, we should. And here we are. So basically, it's a themed event. We decided, because it's uh, we're looking for different consulates to work with us. Um, and we, we take whatever is in their country. And in this case, energy is really important to them, particularly renewables, energy transition. And so they wanted to theme the booths here around energy transition. So we have kind of a, a technical learning space. 
uh, but also it's a lot more fun. I mean, people are giving out shots of whiskey and all sorts of things. And then we're going to have various things through the night. There's always going to be cultural food. So there's a, a mix of Scottish food, which is mostly, I believe, based on a dare. Like, I bet you wouldn't eat this. <laughs> but, yes. <laughs> but I don't think. I love it because I grew up with it. But, you know, some people are very scared of Scottish food. But we do that, and we have whiskey companies here. The, the consulate will bring in uh, people from the country. So people, we have a, a gin supplier. We have a whiskey company. We have food companies here. We have different people doing different things. So you get an awareness of the culture. Get to have a fun night. We're going to have bagpipes at the beginning. Uh, we're going to have dancing. We're going to teach people Scottish dancing. And that's going to be a blast. That's definitely going to be a blast. It's, if anyone knows anything about Scotland, it's the best part. The Cayley is just a lot of fun. And so you don't have to know anything, but American line dancing and uh, music, country music, comes out of Scotland. And so you'll find it's very similar. A lot of similar instruments. A lot of things kind of tie the two cultures together. I just learned something. Yeah. I had absolutely no idea. Yeah, it's true. Some of the some of the old Scottish music is actually written in America in Gaelic, and so about missing Scotland. So we listen to songs that can be from here. So there's a there's a strong bond between the two countries. They, the north of Scotland was cleared out by the English. <laughs> they they kind of pushed everyone out of the hills and they kind of pushed this move into America. So there's a lot of Scots over here. There's actually more people with Scottish heritage in America than there are actually in Scotland. So there's a huge what they call diaspora. So everybody has kind of gone all over the world. So it's a, it's an interesting culture. But I mean, we'll do more of these. Um, there's lots of cultures in Houston. And so we're just going to keep celebrating them. One of our targets is the aim towards the World Cup in 26. North America, so Mexico and Canada and all the U.S. towns. We want to engage everyone in doing these nights so that we can uh, large sports events and large events like OTC are huge sex trafficking draws. Anywhere there's money with isolated men, they kind of target them. And so we're trying to bring education into the space. We're doing it around OTC right now. We have a letter going out if anybody wants access to it. Um, and we're putting it into employees to say, here's what sex trafficking looks like. Here's how you'll see it around you. Beware and, uh, and make, call this number if, uh, if you see anything. And so we're trying to get everyone engaged in the fight. Uh, but also what's going to be fun is these cultural nights in cities all over the North America. We have years of buildup now till 26. And uh, we're just going to keep doing cultural nights. And if anybody wants to do one, uh, just reached out to uh, our, our website is www. You don't have to say that anymore. Uh, joinredm.com. So you can find us uh, and you can find us on social, usually under uh, Red M, the movement. If you look under any channel, if you want to learn more, it, our YouTube channel is Join Red M. But, but I think as you engage, if you go to the website, there's ways to just engage with us and say, I'd like to do something. Um, and we can build any event. We have about 700 people have worked for Red M so far. Uh, last year we did 39 events uh, wow. and we're on a good run now. And basically you get a good leader and a team and we just let them go. So this event, even though I re lead Red M, um, I didn't have a lot to do with it other than being Scottish and being excited, you know, so. And showing up looking very dapper in your uh, kilt. In my kilt. Well, that's the best part. We get to get to live out our heritage. So for me, I'm really happy because a big Scottish event is just a lot of fun. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be good. I think we've got a lot more to do with plenty of South American, European and Southeast Asia. We've got tons of different things we can do that are in our industry and people that are large groups here. So I think it's going to continue to grow. But I mean, we're, we're pretty much sold out. I think we're 
expecting about 300 guests tonight. Wow, it's um, going to get so for the very cannon, loud in here. Yeah, breathing <laughs> might be hard, but, you know, there's there's whiskey there to, to calm you down and keep you well. So it should well, be fun. Absolutely. So what we're going to do, David, thank you for giving us this, the fantastic introduction. What we're now going to do is we're going to have the different uh, participants and exhibitors that are here tonight coming on the show to talk a little bit more, That's good. each one of them, about what it is that they're doing here and how they are involved in helping this Red M movement yes. to build awareness. I like it. Thank you so much, David, right. for joining me. Thanks for having us. Ladies and gentlemen, David Reed is a hard act to follow, but Karen <laughs> Katchik from Masterword is going to give it Give it her all. Oh, what an introduction. What can I say? Thanks for having me this evening. <laughs> Karen, tell us about Masterword. What do you guys do? Yeah. And how, how special are you to our oil and gas industry? <laughs> <laughs> so we are based in the Energy Corridor in Houston, 30-year uh, Houston-based woman-owned company. Say that again, please. Woman-owned. Woman-owned Woman-founded, woman-owned, woman-led uh, company in the energy corridor, um, Masterword, we provide language services. So when you can't do business in English, we help you do business wherever you need to be with your employees on the plants, with your potential clients, you name it. We help you do it in any other language, anywhere, anytime. We've been on site in the most remote, awful well, awful, I shouldn't say awful. In the most challenging, inter interesting, challenging, challenging interesting. sites in the world, we, uh, and, and we do some things from the comfort of our uh, offices uh, locally. Yeah, so we've got, I manage all our energy accounts. Oh, so okay. uh, I, but more importantly, I'm Scottish and we support Red M. So that's why I'm here tonight. We, ah. Our company often supports Red M. And when I saw that there was a Red M night supporting... Um, of course, the cause of human trafficking, and it was a themed Scottish night, then how could I not come? I'm That's from right. Ayrshire. And ladies and gentlemen, you can't see this, but she is wearing a beautiful <laughs> sash. <laughs> right. I'm wearing my t my family's tartan, which is Lament. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm Scottish. I've got course, one, right? Uh, we just I, don't wear kilts. We, this is what the ladies right. wear. I have a, I have a sash from so my family's tartan. We were at Mark and I, Mark LaCour, who mm -hmm. runs the Oil and Gas Global Network. He's our fearless leader is here tonight he's running around recording video and he and i were, were standing here talking he said well do do women wear kilts no we don't <laughs> so we might have a long tartan dress skirt um or this sash that you pointed out this is it would be very common to see a lady wearing a sash like this uh, oh. and so this is my sash this is my this is my dad and my brother wear this in a kilt i wear a sash you just wear the sash yeah okay. Where you're wearing it very well, looking quite <laughs> lovely. So, Karen, um, would you tell us how people can get a hold of Masterword? Oh, sure. Well, www.masterword.com. Okay, we'll um, put that in the show notes. Yes, um, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm connected to David Reed and a bunch of other people you're probably connected to, so I shouldn't be too hard to find. Well, except when I say that when I say your last name, Kachik. That's right. They're not going to find. They're not going to find that. They're well, not. Kachik starts a with a Polish, T, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I have a Polish last name, but uh, yeah, we're we're not that hard to find. Okay, yes. fantastic. Thank you so much for joining. Thank me Thank you on for the having show. me. It's been just a great pleasure. Have a great evening. Now we are joined by Jeff Taylor from Edrington Group. 
representing Highland Park Scotch. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. All right. Jeff, you were perfectly set up by our fearless leader, David Reed, tonight. He told everybody that there was an opportunity to drink scotch tonight. Yes, and that's what your job is here. Yep, we are representing uh, award-winning Highland Park Scotch. Today we're featuring the 12, 15, and 18. Uh, you know, it's the finest of Scotch whiskeys, representing the Scotch culture from one of the most northern uh, distilleries on a small remote island of Orkney, if you ever heard of it. And it also pays tribute you know, to the hardworking Scots, especially those in the oil and gas industry, close to the North Sea, working hard, getting a little dram after coming off shore, back on shore. Nothing like a dram of Highland Park Scotch. Fantastic. Now, you're going to have to tell me, what is the difference between 12, 15, and 18? Is it simply the age, or is there a flavor difference? Sure. So there's age difference, uh, alcohol per, by volume difference, and flavor profile, too. So the 12 is a little going to be more fruity and spicy. Um, 86 proof, 43% ABV. Um, a little bit of orange peel flavor, lots of notes of uh, sweet sherry wine cask flavors. 15 is in a beautiful uh, ceramic bottle. It's kind of cream colored. Uh, and all three bottles feature Viking artwork as well. Uh, great. The 15 is 88 proof, 44% ABV, extremely easy to drink. Still notes of uh, big, bold flavors of orange. And then the bold and robust 18 years old. It's about 160 US. Um, deep flavors of peat, but not overly peaty. Uh, not like a traditional island scotch. They actually use smoked heather and some peat. So it gives it a little bit of a lighter, soft flavor to it. Very easy, uh, easy to drink all year round, especially in, in uh, Southeast Texas. Or uh, good all year round. You can drink it neat on the rocks. The 12, you can make a a whiskey cocktail, like a highball out of it. Can't go wrong. Oh my gosh. So I'm telling you right now, I'm going to prefer the 18. Absolutely. But I am not coming over to your very, very busy booth over there until after we're done recording, because if not, all of my listeners are going to be laughing at me. <laughs> I understand Because I'm going to start slurring my words. So. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. So what we're going to do is, can, is put in the show notes access to a website would that be highlandwhiskey.com? Highlandparkwhiskey.com. Highlandparkwhiskey.com. Yeah, whiskey with a Y, no E. No E. All right. We're going to put that in the show notes. <laughs> Jeff, thank you so much thank for joining us Thank you so much. Nice meeting you. Another Scott has joined us. This time it's Raphael McDonald from Goal 7. Welcome to ESG Energize Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Would you please tell my listeners, what does Goal 7 do? Sure. So we are a consultancy focused on helping our clients with energy transition and emissions reductions pathways. We're named after the UN um, Sustainable Development Goals, number seven. And we are really focused and determined to help make a difference for our climate. The majority of our clients are oil and gas based at present, and we're looking at various types of projects from carbon capture and storage to new energies such as blue hydrogen, um, and really trying to grow our business currently in the US. Ah, so where are you guys, where's your headquarters? Um, our headquarters is in Scotland, in Aberdeenshire, where the majority of our team is located. 
But um, currently it's only me in Houston. I'm the sole person here, but soon to be joined by a new recruit when we, uh, when we find the right person. Ah, okay, so you're hiring. We are indeed, yes. Do you, do you want to give a little plug for what type of person we, you're looking for? We are looking for very talented um, engineers with two or three years experience, ideally with some background in carbon capture or carbon storage, okay. or even anything to do with blue hydrogen or floor assurance for either of those options. So ah. talented engineers is what we're looking for. Okay, well, you are the perfect guest for not only this event, because we have very much a, an energy transition focus tonight here yeah. at, at the, the Scottish Night, and you're also the perfect guest because you are dressed very handsomely in your kilt. <laughs> Thank you very doing much. Doing a very good job of, of representing the Scottish kilt yeah. It's nice to have an excuse to put a kilt on again, so I'm uh, <laughs> happy to be here. Well, thank you so very much for joining uh, this episode of, of ESG Energize. And we are going to put in the show notes access to your website so people can find additional information because you are, you are bringing to the market something that is very much wanted, very much needed, and I'm sure people are going to want to take a look. So it's goalsev.com, I think That's I correct. saw. Okay. That is absolutely correct. Yeah, goalsev.com. Fantastic. Thank you so very much for joining uh, me. I really appreciate it. Thank you, and I hope you have a lovely evening. Thanks. Zylet Escorcha from Exteller Solar Corporation. How excited am I, am I to find a fellow Venezolana here tonight at the Scottish Thank Night to Remember? You. Absolutely, yes. It's, it's so good to talk to another Venezuelan in <laughs> the same language. So tell me, tell my listeners, what is Exteller Solar Corporation? What do you guys do? Well, we are a company that designs, installs, and services solar panels in residences, in homes, okay? It's for, uh, for homeowners. Um, this is a beautiful project where we not only take you to install the panels, we sit with you and let you know if your home is feasible to have uh, uh, solar panels, okay? Also, we, will, we are going to offer you our expertise to tell you what exactly you need you are, and so you are not short on your consumption uh, because we're always looking to give you what, exactly what you need and more. And to maximize your investment. The, exactly. return, the return on your investment. Because definitely is, this is an investment. And you can also see uh, incentives that the government is given um, if you decide to go solar. So do you only install solar panels in Houston? Are you in different right markets? Now, right now, yes, we are in the Houston area, basically, uh, but we're planning to grow and move uh, farther. So okay. the beauty, as you can see, of our business is that since we're small, we, we are giving you real good service. You are talking to the real experts, and that's what makes us different. Um, different. The knowledge and that you are going to get real, um, honest uh, information for, for you. What about customer service? Customer service as well. We, are, um, we also provide service to uh, clean uh, solar oh. panels and also okay. to dismount solar panels if you need to change a roof, okay? We're also partnering with uh, a roof company and, and it's so, because one thing that is very important to know is that we don't put solar panels in roof 
that we know are are going to be uh, damaged or damaged uh, yeah. that are damaged. That you know, are that damaged are too already. old. Yeah. So because it's going to cost you money in two years. Uh, to dismount, change uh, the roof. So those are things that you need to know in advance so you can save money as well. Oh, so basically what your advice to a customer is going to be, if you're going to need to replace your roof in a relatively short period of time, you really shouldn't be putting beautiful brand new solar panels on a roof that you're just going to have to replace. Okay, that makes exactly. a lot of sense. Exactly, exactly. That's, that's part of the all, all the design and all the feasibility assessment that we do because one thing that you also need to know is that depending on the angle where, where your home is, you might not be eligible for, yeah. for solar panels because you are going to be, you are not going to be using the whole uh, advantage. Oh, yeah, that okay? makes a lot of sense. All right, so I happen to know that you have another job, another passion. Would you tell my listeners about it? Yes, yes, and thank you so much. Uh, we also have a nonprofit uh, soccer organization. This is Juventus Academy Houston, and we are affiliated with the official Juventus from Italy. So it's a beautiful project where we help, uh, you know, the community in general. Everybody is welcome. Uh, we uh, have... Uh, uh, kids from every every place, and we have beautiful projects in in here in Houston. But we also have the opportunity to take kids to Italy, wow. uh, because we have a, a, an annual tournament uh, that is uh, organized by Juventus Italy, where all Juventus academies worldwide take teams to Italy to fight for the cup. So that's oh. the biggest event and the most exciting event every kid wants to go. Of course. If yeah. I were a kid, I would want to go. I know. I know. It's really cool. It's really cool. So can I give, put a link to your web, both your websites, the Exteller uh, website and the Juventus in my, in my show notes? Yes. So it is, uh, our solar panel company is extellersolar.com and X with X at the beginning, okay? And our soccer academy is juventusacademyhouston.com. Juventus, it starts with J, okay? Okay, fantastic. We will put that in the show notes. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Dofina. Love it. Linda from Sweet Caledonia, you have a very popular booth I see over there. You are handing out Del just delicious looking sweets. Tell me about Sweet Caledonia. Hi there. Yeah, our business is called Sweet Caledonia and we sell yummy sweet treats from Scotland. Uh, we have two different products. One of them is Scottish Tablet and it is just pure decadence. You have to try it to believe it. What then, is, wait, 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 what is Scottish Tablet? Is so that Scottish something that any Scottish person would know about? Um, yeah, all Scottish people should know about Scottish tablet. Okay. Yeah. Educate so, my listeners. What is it? So it is similar to uh, a fudge, but it's different in that it just melts in your mouth. A uh, firm bite melts in your mouth. It's just wonderful. So we do also do different flavors. There is a traditional one, uh, but we do different flavors as well. So we have like whiskey flavors, got chocolate orange flavor, butterscotch, sea salt caramel. We do all different flavors. I don't think you brought enough. <laughs> uh, I didn't see enough boxes back there. I know we have we have some hidden. <laughs> so why did you start this business, Linda? Why did you start this business? All oh, right. So um, what, how this all started was that um, 
when my daughter, our daughter was in kindergarten, she was, um, she's 16 now, so that's 11 years ago. Um, we used to give it to the teachers as gifts. The teachers loved it so much. They asked us for it time and time again. And we thought then maybe there's a business here. Oh, fantastic. And that's exactly my story with uh, sticky toffee pudding. Yes. When I learned, when I went to Scotland and learned how to make sticky toffee pudding, it became the gifts that my daughter would bring her teachers and they kept asking for it year after year after year. Yes. Oh, fantastic. And you are here tonight because, especially because you are Scottish. Yeah, I'm Scottish, yeah. Uh, I was, we can uh, hear that in that voice. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was born and brought up in Scotland in a small town called Ayr, south of Glasgow. Uh, grew up there. Uh, my family, All my family's in Scotland still. Uh, moved up to Aberdeen and met my husband there, who was, who is American-born, but was, grew up in Scotland. So he's also Scottish as well. Uh, so he's over manning the booth right now while yes, you're here talking to Yes, he's manning the booth. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm going to have to let you go get back over there because right. I'm not sure he's doing such a good job. All right. <laughs> Thank you for joining me, Linda. All right. Good talking to you. Another very handsome gentleman in a kilt has joined me here on the microphone. Jeff Peoples, the CEO of Sentinel Safety. Welcome to my show. How are you? Wonderful. How do you do? Um, great. Tell me all about Sentinel Safety. Uh, well, Sentinel Safety, uh, we're a manufacturer of uh, high-end PPE. So we uh, design and manufacture safety gloves, fire-resistant clothing. Uh, that's both regular uh, clothing and winter wear. It's been, a, been around for about two years now. Uh, so we're a relatively new company. Uh, we are trying to develop products that I guess advanced the uh, the technology of the day. Uh, we felt that we felt that the uh, the industry has 30 year old or more technology. We felt there were a few generations behind in what could be out there for the workers in the oil and gas industry, in the mining industry, uh, in the utility industry. Uh, you know, we wanted workers to be able to do all of their jobs without having to take gloves off. We wanted them to do their work comfortably without having heat exposure and heat exhaustion and, and, and heat incidents like that. So we put uh, engineering, uh, we flipped it on top of its head to build products that were uh, more cool, cooler and more comfortable than any out there. Uh, so that is the difference in, in the technology. That's the upgrade in the technology. Yeah, correct. So uh, Give me an example. I felt like the the, uh, the industry was very stale as far as making these products for oil and gas workers. They were, um, you know, th the technology is the same technology that was used in 1980. Uh, gloves haven't improved much. Gloves have made a bigger leap than fire-resistant clothing have. But these guys are out there in 110-degree heat. They're, they, they feel like what they have burlap sacks on their backs while they're working. And what I set out to do was say, okay, we want to improve the safety, but we also want to improve the comfortability. We want to make it lighter. We can build, if we use great engineering, if we use new products, new technology, we can build products that, that these guys can use and, and actually feel okay when they're doing their work. They're more comfortable, they're cooler. So there's a lot of heat injuries that don't get reported. There's a lot that are reported, but there's even more that are unreported because they don't want a recordable injury but they'll have to sit out. There was lost time to that when these guys are heat exhaustion. So 
What we try to do is build a product that's better than what's out there, advance the technology by a generation. Our winter products are probably two generations ahead of what's out there now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. Our winter products are incredibly better than anything that's out there. We have a soft-shell jacket, uh, soft jacket that's uh, that's what looks like a members-only jacket, but it's a fire-resistant jacket that's both waterproof and windproof. And it, and it would be it's so much lighter, so much fl- more flexible, and gives guys you know a much better feeling when they're out there doing high you know hard labor jobs, hard hard labor work. So, huh? Well, <laughs> I'm going to have to go over there and check some of that stuff out. Sh- I've got a jacket with me. I'm glad to show it to you. Oh, all right, mm. all right. I'm also seeing that some funky uh, helmet thing that's that you've got on display. That's probably just a, a, a prop. yeah, yeah. I uh, when I was trying to come up with a, a name and branding for the product. Uh, I wanted something that matched the mission. Oh, okay. And so, in safety, what your mission is to protect. And a sentinel is exactly that, someone who protects. Uh, for you know, It started in the days of the Roman Empire. I don't exactly match up. Uh, my, my logo is, is a Spartan helmet. <laughs> and the word sentinel is from the Roman Empire, but I don't think most people really know that. I wouldn't have you hadn't no. told me. <laughs> but the, 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 the helmet you're looking at is a Spartan helmet. Okay. But sentinel came from the Roman Empire. So <laughs> Okay. Well, well, 500 to 700 years apart, but you know. <laughs> well, you're forgiven. You're Historically forgiven. Historically inaccurate, but we'll do, we're gonna, we can live with it. <laughs> we're we're going to forgive you tonight because you're here supporting this fantastic event. Yeah. Now, I want you to tell me about your podcast. <laughs> I know you're also a podcaster. Sure, sure. So, um, my podcast is called the Mission Zero Podcast. Uh, it, it's, it's essentially a in, an industry uh, podcast. It, it stemmed kind of from uh, being in the field. I would go out to do, I'd go out to Midland, I'd go out to the Eagle Ford, I'd go up to Oklahoma, North Dakota, different places, and I would hear different safety managers, and they would have great solutions to safety problems. However, those ideas stayed very local to them, so they wouldn't get out. So there wasn't a whole lot of conversation going on where people could go and listen and share ideas about safety practices that may help an industry because the industry needed to be helped as a whole. So I decided to put this podcast together and say, look, let's listen to industry leaders, people who are pushing the envelope and safety. It's all, it's, it's, uh, it's an HSC and ESG podcast. Oh. So it's health, safety, and environmental for the uninitiated, and also uh, ESG, which is in, uh, environmental and safety governance, which is, you know, uh, I guess if you're in industry, everybody knows what ESG now. It's kind well, of a, being that you're a, on the ESG Energized podcast, my listeners better darn well yeah. know what that means. Yeah. If not, yeah. I'm doing a really bad job. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, it's to talk about those issues as well. Uh, yeah. It tends to be um, heavy environmental for me because that's where really yeah. the, the largest problems are. But we like to talk to uh, people around different uh a range of things so I made it as wide open as I could uh, currently because uh, it's not just an industry thing safety and environment is a public thing right so currently I'm doing a, a podcast series in, in kind of incongruence with the Red M uh, theme I'm, I'm talking to survivors I'm oh. talking to uh, the, I call it the survivors and the warriors so I'm interviewing a few survivors Kathy McGibbons is going to be on uh, I've already had one survivor. She told her story. It was an hour and fifty-minute podcast. It was horrifying, and but yet detrimentally 
to learn about what the reality is. I interviewed David Reed, uh, what he's doing with Red M. I'm going to be interviewing um, the Arlington Police uh, child or sex uh, uh, child crimes uh, yeah. officer, the investigator, and I'm also going to be uh, interviewing here in Houston the the uh, human trafficking officer, and I'm wow. going to be doing a ride around video documentary oh. with him as well. So this this went from a three or four part series now to a seven part series. So. As you can see, it kind of spanned. It, it kind of took a little bit of a life of its own, and I'm glad it did. That's fantastic. Glad it did. Yeah. Um, I have got to make that accessible, that information accessible on my, on the show notes for this podcast. Yeah. How can I get people to, how can I drive people to that podcast, and how can I drive myself to that podcast? <laughs> so the podcast is available on just about every major uh, app or uh, service that you can think just of. Just like ours. Okay. It's on YouTube as well, uh, but I have a website. Uh, Tell me. It's, it's a long website, but it's Emada Media, E-M-A-D-A-M-E-D-I-A, Emada Media. It's a combination of my niece's names, Emory and Ada. So uh, it made a media.missionzero.com. But if you Google search Mission Zero Podcast, you will find that link. So you can watch it on the website as well. It doesn't matter where you watch it. You can watch it on YouTube. It'll be it'll be a... Uh, are you going to put that ride around that you're going to do on YouTube? Pardon me? The ride around. Yes. That's going to be an actual yeah. video. Oh, my gosh. So that's going to be... We're, we're going to have a video set up. It's going to have GoPro cameras in the car. It's going to be a full night. So I'm going to be with them. I'm going to be with them. Um, it's going to be the South Houston... Uh, it's gonna. It's gonna. They're gonna be working the Bissonette area, the Triangle, the uh, the human trafficking Triangle here in Houston, where a lot of it takes place. So, you know, my purpose of this is when I first started talking to uh, David Reed about this, it was uh, very. I don't know how to say. Eye-opening is a, is the only thing I could think yeah. of to understand the problem and how horrifying it is. And so, I didn't understand it, and it was good for me to actually learn a little bit about it. So that's what I'm doing. I'm kind of putting it out there for people, hoping that, you know, the more people that learn about just how terrible this thing is and how big of a problem it is, maybe they'll come into the fray and help out as well because every little person helps out. That's right. Because it, it just keeps getting the bigger, keeps getting to be a bigger and bigger problem by the year. You know, one of the most stunning things I know is that uh, human trafficking is about to surpass uh, illegal arms sales. What? As the second biggest, second largest illicit industry in the world after illegal drugs. Wow! And can you imagine how big that has to be? Yeah. To these people sell tanks and missiles, and, yeah. and it's about to overtake that. So yeah, it's it's a it's a a chronic problem. It's a it's a national crisis, essentially. But we're not treating it like one. So hopefully, education helps that. Absolutely, absolutely, and I appreciate you also having. Um, the Mission Zero podcast focused on the ESG and HSC topics. The more of us that are getting the word out there on that, on the sex trafficking and supporting the Red M efforts is in just incredibly important to, to yeah. all of us. Uh, I'm also going to put in the show notes access to your website for Sentinel Safety. And I think yeah. that's sentinelsafety.com. Yeah. It's being, okay. uh, it's being currently worked on because we had to expand it. Uh, <laughs> That's it a should good be thing. up in about two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it should be up in about two to three weeks. Okay. So, yeah. Fantastic. But, uh, but yeah, it's being worked on currently. We're trying, we had to expand it a lot because we added a lot of products. That's good, I have though. A, um, I have a, a, a hydration powder called Tactical Hydration that's coming out this summer as well. What is a hydration powder? So, uh, they, so they, the guys in the field, they use uh, something, it's something like it's an electrolyte powder. 
It's a nutrient and electrolyte oh, powder. Oh, that to, you mix in your water? Yeah, speed up, speed up hydration because oh, they're okay. losing so much yeah. liquid out there, and that's that's part of the reason of the heat injuries. So I saw that as a problem. I was like, okay, well, I can, I can certainly develop a product, work with some, work with some nutritionists, see what's needed the most, put those vitamins and minerals in there, and see how we can develop a product that speeds up the hydration process faster. So it's it's a liquid. Uh, they'll put it into their water, mix it. It's not like Gatorade. It's a little bit different than that. It's basically a condensed, condensed version of like an electrolyte drink, Pedialyte type drink. Is that is that applicable to athletes as well? Pardon me. Would it be applicable to athletes? Yeah, yeah. It could. It, it, anybody it just, that's shedding just, a lot of liquid, anybody okay. that's perspiring a lot, it can absolutely be used for that. Yeah, it's okay. it's it speeds up the process. It gives them. It's almost like an IV. Huh. Essentially, is what it's doing. It's just not quite that fast. Okay. But it's a lot faster than just drinking water. It's a lot faster than even drinking a Gatorade, because a Gatorade has certain nutrients or a Gatorade type product, but it doesn't have the the the, the vitamins and minerals, and it doesn't have the uh, products in it that will make it go faster into the body to uh, hydrate a person faster. Well, you know, one of the the things that's exciting about doing a podcast is you're always, you always get to learn new things. So thank you very much, Jeff, for joining me on the show, educating me and educating my audience. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Join us again next week on the ESG Energized Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. To learn more, go to OGGN.com.